Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. We are so excited to have returning to the show pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays organization currently in double A with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Chad Dallas, welcome back to the walk-off, man. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, to start with, dude, uh, you've been killing it all season, lighting it on fire in Vancouver. You just got promoted to double A, so a big congratulations in order, man. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. How uh, how did the call-up go? How, how did they let you know? Were you kind of expecting it? Um, I knew that there was possibly a chance, um, but I didn't want to jinx it, so I just kind of kept my mind <laughs> off of it. Um, but uh pitching coach just pulled me in uh to the office and started talking about the bullpen that I'd thrown that day and some things that he wanted to do maybe give me some extra time off I think because I think I'd thrown uh Wednesday and then first start in AA was on a Friday so he was telling me that I was getting these days backed up but he explained it saying like there's a long season you know you don't want to overdo yourself early and I was like all right you know whatever and then he's like I'm just not going to be there because you, you, you're heading to New Hampshire. And I was like, oh, perfect. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. So out of curiosity, buddy, like when you're on the verge of a call-up like that, and obviously you can kind of feel it as a player when mm-hmm. you're getting close, how do you stay out of your head? Like how do you not find yourself concentrating on that and still being able to go out there and concentrate on what you should be doing, which is living in the now and completing yeah. games as you're on the mound? Yeah. Um, it's definitely a challenge because obviously that's like the, the next goal before the big goal, obviously of the big leagues is you gotta, you know, get through some levels. So, I mean, you're thinking about it. Um, the best thing to do, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard. You just have to try to block it out and there's no really way to explain it. You just, you just got to try to keep your mind on different things. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was tough though, um, because that's what you want to do. You feel like you uh, you're close to it, um, but you know it's it has to be good timing with uh, with room on each team, I should say. I know you're only 16 innings into Double A currently, but what's the biggest difference you have found already pitching for Vancouver in High A compared to New Hampshire and Double A? Yeah, the the biggest thing is people stick to their approaches. Uh, every level you go up a little more. So, um, you know, like you see more free swinging uh, the lower levels and then each level that you go up, you know, if if they're sitting off speed, you know, soft outside and you go fastball inside, um, there's a good chance they're not going to react and swing on it, especially early in the count. So, um there's pros and cons to that, like the free, uh, free swinging people, um, you know, quick outs or quick runs. So, um, depending on <laughs> yeah, how right. good they get it, depending on how good they get it. So, um, but yeah, I think just people sticking to sticking to their plan, um, and making adjustments, uh, more often. Well, you've always been, uh, a guy who can get a strikeout when you need it. 
Um, but your K's are up this year, even the, even though that's something you've done your whole career, your, your strikeouts are up 52 of them in 43 innings. Is this increase, uh, due to any mechanical or physical change, or is this just you a little older, a little wiser, a little more experienced? Yeah, I think it, I think a lot of it is more mentality. Um, you know, I'm, I'm throwing a change up a little more often this year, throwing, uh, mixing a, a cutter now, uh, a true cutter. And so, um, but I think it was a lot mentally of just throwing everything in the zone. Um, I think last year I kind of ran away from the barrel, gave the hitters too much prop last year. And so this year just kind of wanted to focus on only the things that I can control was trying to get in the box. And uh, the last outing was a little rough, but uh, other than that, you know, I've been trying to, you know, fill up the strike zone as much as I can. And it's worked out pretty good so far. Out of curiosity, buddy, when you need a strikeout, so let's say there's a guy on third, one out. Does your mm-hmm. mentality change with the hitter you're facing? Um, I mean, the plan changes. I don't know if really the, you know, the other stuff changes. You still got to give them three strikes. Uh, or right. at least one, you know, maybe two have to be in the zone. The third one can maybe get a chase or something. But for the most part, you got to still be in the zone no matter who it is. You got to give them a chance. You mentioned the cutter, and I could be wrong, but I think that's new since the last time we talked. That's yes. a pretty new this addition year. to your repertoire this year. Yes. Okay, yeah, how yeah, is that going? Year, we, How's your feel on that right now? It's it's going all right. You know, we don't try to force it into uh, we don't try to force it into the game. If we see something that you know maybe can. Uh, let's say like they're sitting slider, you know, I throw a lot of sliders. If they're sitting slider, um, you know, we can throw the cutter because the spin's going to look somewhat the same, but it's going to be harder and it's going to get a little bit of movement. Um, and so that doesn't, if, you know, if they're spitting on the slider and they're only swinging at fastballs, that's just going to throw them off completely. And so then I have two pitches back now, instead of the slider and fastball, I have fastball and cutter. And then you can start moving in the slider if you're landing the cutter. So, um, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's feeling good. Uh, so we started throwing it in spring training, just kind of messing around because uh, I'll cut my fastball every once in a while on accident. So we're just seeing if I can do it on purpose. And it's it's been good so far throwing it to righties and lefties. Um, I feel comfortable throwing throwing it. Um, still working on getting comfortable enough for it to be a get back in the count pitch. So. We'll see how I like goes. that you mentioned that I was because of my next question was going to be, are you throwing this to both righties and lefties? So I love hearing that. Yes. Yes. Not, not often to either, but. Some <laughs> right. <of them>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another thing that you have really improved on this season is that you're just, you're, you're going deeper into games, buddy. You're just yeah. putting up more innings. Uh, you're averaging almost just under six innings a game this year. Uh is there is that something that you kind of focused on over the off season? Obviously, we mentioned your strikeouts, and whenever you're a strikeout guy, you're you're just going to throw more pitches. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've kind of found that happy medium between K's and and still going deeper into games? Yeah, um, I mean, and it, it all starts with strikes. You know, um, if you're walking people, you're not going to go too deep. You know, the pitch count's just getting too high, so. Um, getting in the zone and then um, for me I'll take as many ground outs as possible especially if they're early in the count uh, get me as deep as possible into the game strikeouts will come 
the longer you go in the game, but I'll take as many ground outs as possible. Another thing that's helping going deeper in the game, buddy, and you touched on this a little bit, your whip rate, like you're just not walking or getting hits. It's, it's pretty impressive. You've got to feel pretty validated on how, how much you're limiting your walks, eh? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, like I said, the last outing was a little, was a little sketchy, but you know, not every, we're not every day. We're not going to have our best stuff. So uh, that's already passed us and we're looking forward to this week, but yeah, just filling up the zone and, you know, uh, not worrying if they're going to hit it. If they hit it, oh, well, just let it happen. I forget who it was that said this. I think it was Joe Siddle on the Blue Jays broadcast who mentioned that when you're a pitcher, you have out of 30 starts a year, you have five that you're just, everything works for you. Mm-hmm. Five that nothing works for you. And then 20 that it it, it depends how, that's yeah. what really makes a career there. Do you feel that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other week I just, uh, you know, couldn't really get comfortable and couldn't really find the adjustment. So just one of those baseball days where uh, you're the windshield or you're the bug, sorry, and baseball's the windshield. So, um, you know, other days it's flipped and those are those days are really good. But getting through the days where you're the bug is uh, that's where your career's made, of course. I know, uh, I know you, and you mentioned it, your changeup has been good this season. I know last time we chatted, you even said, that you're working on your changeup and then you corrected yourself and you were like, but I'm always working on my changeup. Do do you feel that? Is that still something that is still, or is it, has it come a long way? Um, It's, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know, long ways the term (laughs) yet. Um, Cause you know, still only throwing it a couple of times in game, but you know, it's, it's feeling better in bullpens. It's feeling better off the release uh, and it's just a couple grip changes and a couple um uh thoughts on you know cues on the pitch to kind of get that feeling so uh i will throw it the if i'll throw it for a strike or not it's kind of iffy um but i will <laughs> throw it so it's going to be in the hitter's head at least once in the game you know Hence the, you're always working on it. Eh? Exactly. Always. always a work in progress. Love it. Uh, out of curiosity, buddy, are you doing any velo training? It's, it's funny because I know you're 22. You just got up to double a, and I know a lot of pitchers at that level concentrate on, on just increasing their mm-hmm. velo. Is that something you're working on? And and what does velo training look like? <laughs> yeah. So um, you do uh, which, I always am. I did a lot this off season and it's helped so far. Um, but you, there's a lot of mound work that you can do either with uh, weighted balls like plyos um, or water bag drills. It just is basically mechanic work, um, but keeping everything strong. And um, so what does that entail? You're, you're literally throwing bags of water kind of thing. Uh, this is, it's like a, a big plastic ball with handles on the side and you fill it like halfway up with water. Um, so it moves around as you move and kind of, you can go through your motion with the leg kick and stride and just trying to oh, move, okay. keep everything, got core working, got lower legs working. And, um, yeah, I don't know all the science behind it, but that's what kind of <laughs> it does for me. Yeah. Sometimes I I'm, I'm the same. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> yeah. let the smart people tell you what, what works. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. What are you hitting these days? Uh, do you have a goal for like a number? Uh, the the number is just you know try to stay low to mid you know try to get some five sixes in there and then yeah uh for the season it's just hold it 
hold it as long as possible, you know, try to go the whole season, keeping the same numbers um, or at least close to that. And right now you're, you're around that 94, 95 range. Uh, yeah. Probably throwing some 93s maybe. Yeah. So maybe some 92s. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to bump you up here, Chad. Just follow it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> say humble. I love it, man. I love it. So every baseball player slumps. I mean, it's just unfortunately part of mm. the game. We're seeing it and you, you see it out of guys you don't think can slump too, you know, like a uh, big Puma there with the, the big club. Alec Manoa is, is really hitting a wall for the first time in his career. I know that you have had some struggles in your career as well. Um, when you're in the thick of it, how do you, and I know this is a ridiculous question because staying positive is really tough, <laughs> but how yeah. do you not continue to like get in that quicksand and really sink? And, and now that you've kind of, where you're at now, can you use those past slumps to maybe not avoid upcoming slumps, but just help yourself with the the mental side of things when you do hit it? For sure. Yeah. I, and I, I talk about that a lot because last year was uh, very tough for me. Um, like you said, like it was one of the first times where I've just kind of consecutively struggled and uh, I didn't really necessarily I don't know I couldn't find out how to get out of it and so I think um I think it's just you know this staying positive is not the thought process of um you know I got to get back to Cy Young voting you know I got to get back to the best best pitcher in the league it's hey you know how do I throw more strikes like what's going to get me to throw more strikes or you know uh, maybe it's just reading what people's plan on you is. Maybe uh, maybe it's not anything different other than maybe you're throwing less strikes or maybe there's no conviction behind the pitches. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I always look back, like even after this last outing, I looked back to last year and was like, it felt like a last year outing. And that was, it was weird, but I just sat down and was like, that's not the picture you are, you know, just one of those days. So this mm-hmm. week we're going to get after it in the bullpen and fill up the zone uh, when my, when my pitching day comes. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if, if you're struggling and you start thinking about, you know, how do I get back? How do I get moved up? You're it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And it took me a while to get out of that last year. The psychology of baseball is so funny to me. Like, it's just like, here's a sport with the most possible games Mm -hmm. you can play in a season. And also you have to have the shortest memory of any sport out there. Like, it's just like, it's not even game to game, man. It's pitch to pitch sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So now that you are on the other side of this, and I think that's one thing that maybe gets lost on people when guys are, I know Alec Manoa is getting it from the fans sometimes, which is really a shame. Uh, and I think the biggest thing with him, if you haven't hit that wall before, if you haven't struggled before, uh, you feel kind of like you're flailing, right? Like when you were going through it, how often were you leaning on teammates and coaches who have maybe been there, done that? Uh, every day, every day, me and the pitching coach talked, uh, but it, a lot of it wasn't about, um, a lot of it wasn't even about, you know, how am I going to get better? A lot of it was just like he knew the situation I was in um, and it was just talking, you know, just having good conversation about life, family stuff, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some baseball stuff here and there. But it was it was really just he was there getting my head in the right space um, and that helped a lot. And it was a lot of coaches, a lot of players. Um, 
because it, everybody struggled. So it was it was nice having some people there that kind of knew what I was going through. And so just letting me talk through it. It was nice. It is funny how it's almost like uh, when you're in those slumps and you're struggling, you know, and, and it's funny because like Adam and I are stand up comics. And for the mm-hmm. most part, like I have my act. I know when it's going to do well, but there are there are just off days. Right. And yeah, it's, it's exactly. like you said, like you. The last thing you should be doing is getting in your head being like, oh, no, I'm not funny like that. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. You know, like as soon as you start to doubt yourself there. So it's nice to have someone who has been through it and can kind of like you said, right. It's not even it's not even dissect what happened in the game or, yeah. or dissect what you need to do baseball wise. It's like almost getting yourself out of your yeah. head. And I, I, sure. I am curious about this because mound meetings. Mm-hmm. Right. And with mound visits being limited these days, obviously it's mostly all business, but there has had to have been moments in your career where maybe the catcher comes out or the pitching coach comes out and they're not even talking baseball, right? It's almost like get your head off what you're doing and just see what happens from there. Right. Uh, For the kids out there, can you take us through a regular mound visit and then maybe a mound visit where you were like, Oh shit. Like they're just busting my balls right now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, Drew Hayes, our pitching coach, uh, he came out in my – he's had a mound visit, I think, every sort of had this uh, in, in New Hampshire so far and usually comes up and goes, I don't really need anything, just giving you a breather. And I go, all right, I appreciate it. And then he goes, uh, he goes, what you thinking? And I usually say, probably going to go no sign slider to the catcher. The catcher goes, hell yeah, we are. And then – after the ump gets there, he goes away and he goes, all right, let's go get him. That's usually about it. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, he's usually just trying to get out there, give you a breather after maybe an error, uh, four pitch walk, um, you know, or something just unfortunate happens. And he's trying to give you a breather, kind of get your mind off of what just happened and get you focused on what's about to happen. So Chad, I had a message from a listener. He was a 14 year old or is a 14 year old shortstop. And he was really yeah, down on himself. His, his, uh, his coach was running drills where he's got to flip the ball to the second baseman. They were practicing double plays mm-hmm. and he was just like, so frustrated with getting it down. And he, he was yeah. just talking about how it's such a short little flip and he's just, and all you can tell the kid at that moment is like, you just got to keep doing it. Like it's going to click. Yeah. So so for this kid and some of the the young baseball players out there who are listening, what is something that you're good at now, but you did suck at for a while before you kind of figured it out? Yeah. The, um, I mean, I mean, you think of any pitch I was never, you know, when I was first learning a pitch, it wasn't good. So, um, and heck even like we can, throw pitching in there I wasn't like just a real pitcher until um prop maybe senior year of high school or maybe even freshman year of college um <laughs> so uh but that's just something you know it's just a lot of repetitions and then you know for that kid listening um go outside draw a little chalk circle on the side of your house if it's brick don't mess up your house uh, <laughs> don't mess up your house and get in trouble but if you can or just get a piece of paper tape it to the wall and uh you know step a couple feet behind it uh act like you're taking a ground ball and just flip it to that paper over and over and over um and if your coaches yell at you you know just take it they're not they're not that mad at you they just want you to get it down and um so you know 
everybody needs to get yelled at nowadays. I, yeah. I still, I still live by that. Uh, how many times my father and every other coach have yelled at me? Um, <laughs> I'm still fine. I'm still fine. Yeah. I don't, you know, can't get upset when you get yelled at because it's probably your fault anyways. You know, I love it. I love it, buddy. Uh, we're taking a hard left here. Uh, what's New Hampshire like? I'm guessing it's a little bit sleepier of a city than, uh, or a little bit sleepier place to play in than Vancouver was. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's less fans, um, but the fans that are there, you you know, they're usually solid, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, Van, those Vancouver fans. <laughs> I, I mean, they show out, they show out big time. So I don't know, if, I don't know if any yard in uh, minor league baseball can compete with them. So I know you did just mention your dad there, uh, and it was pretty darn cool on June 2nd to see Major League Baseball kind of raise funds and awareness for ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. I know I watched that video that you released on Twitter. Uh, with your experience dealing with ALS within your family and the, the fact that your dad was just diagnosed with it in 2019 in his current battle, man, and mm -hmm. I was just so impressed with um, how open and honest you were about it. And I think that's really important. It must've been a really good feeling to the sport that you've literally given your life to, to have them advocate and, and make such a big deal out of it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. And mainly because um, like them just putting it out there because not many people know much about it. Like I said, mm -hmm. in the video, my family and I knew nothing other than, seeing the ALS ice bucket challenge. And so, yeah. um, obviously when somebody that, you know, gets diagnosed, you have to research it. You got to figure things out and you also need to find out what's real and what's not, because, you know, something with that, like the, uh, that type of disease, you don't want to be seeing the wrong answers on Google. So you got to find yeah. the, the good articles with, uh, good sources <laughs> and stuff, but, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, it was, it's, and we stay open because um, that's what, you know, we, we try not to change how we lived our life. And, you know, he, he hasn't changed his life one bit uh, mentally still, you know, perfect, same guy still gives me a good middle finger every once in a while. If I do something <laughs> stupid. So he's, he still runs the house. That's for sure. I love it. And uh, we're rooting for, for your pops there, Tony Dallas. Uh, how, how's, how's, uh, is he one of the reasons why you're in baseball altogether? I'm guessing he was a big fan oh, and yeah. a, a player himself. Yeah. Yeah. He was a player himself. We actually, uh, before he ended his baseball playing journey, he, uh, he played, he was playing at the same Juco that I went to. So I always think that's pretty awesome. Cool. That's yeah. very cool, man. I love yeah. it. Awesome. Uh, what was your favorite team growing up? Uh, like pro team. Yeah. MLB. Astros. Of course. Hometown, not hometown, but the closest hometown to it, you know, so I had yeah. to. Astros are my guys. Well, I'll be honest, way better than the Rangers anyway. So you're good. You know, yeah, you had to yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My buddy, my buddy did just get, uh, just made his debut for the Rangers, Grant Anderson. So maybe oh, I nice. to, yeah, I got to root for them every once in a while now. There you go. Only when All he's right. pitching. <laughs> okay well we'll we'll give you that one exception yeah all right uh okay so we're gonna do some i call them extracurricular questions here so not gotcha. as baseball focused uh what's your favorite movie of all time oh man um of all time 
I'm gonna give uh, you know the the movie I've seen the most. So I'll just go with that one is The Greatest Showman. I think I've seen it around like 15 times. I love that movie. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, it is a great movie. The, it is a great movie. What yeah, about favorite baseball movie? Ooh, favorite baseball movie. Oh, I can't even. I can't think think of the name of it. All right, I'll go. Um, I think. I mean, I love Sandlot. Sandlot's my yeah. favorite one. Or Benchwarmers. It's a it's a silly yeah. one, but always gets me. And then there's one about a Texas JUCO, and I just can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It's about this baseball team at a JUCO, just you know, partying and playing ball. Like a I think there's like a 35 year old tries out for the team. I don't know. It just everybody wants some. Up. Yeah, exactly. It was. It, yeah, that's, is that what it's called? That's what yes. it's called. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah, wasn't perfect. that a fun one? That was great. I like that's that right, movie buddy. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it for the first time. I think like two years ago too. So. I love the scene in it where the top hitter refuses to speak to any of the pitchers in case later in, you know, he doesn't want to exactly. give a mental edge to them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. I exactly. Love it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite drink? Like, are, are you a beer guy or are you more uh, lean towards a stiffer, a stiffer drink? No, I, um, I like, yeah. Give me a Miller light or any, yeah. you know, any, any light beer, but um I always mess around. People ask me why I drink Miller Lite. I mean, it's the only thing I could, you know, my, that's the only thing my dad drank. So that's the only thing I could get from the fridge. So. <laughs> You're like, I developed a taste for it. It's... <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's the only thing there, you got to find a way to like it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Um, are you a hat guy outside of the ballpark? I am. I actually just made a bet with uh, one of my teammates about this hat, but uh so yeah, I, I usually have a hat and I wear a hat more often when I have long hair because it's not brushed under here. So I just try to push it back, let it. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But even I've got, I've got the wings go. coming out and it is, it's oh, yeah. nice to keep it all out of your eyes and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Hat. Um, something like that. Are you strictly? Oh, hold, a hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to jump uh, in here. We, we can't let, we can't let this. I got a bet about this hat thing slide without knowing the bet. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was not a crazy bet, but he, uh, I think I bought this hat like two days ago and I've worn it the first two days that I bought it. So he just, I think, I think he bet me if I could wear it two weeks in a row without, uh, without missing a day. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's that hard if it's, yeah, you're going to nail it, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's only hat. We're on the road right now. It's only had a brought, got to wear a hat. So first week's going to be easy and then uh yeah i think we'll put some we'll put like we'll put a couple miller lights on it we'll see there you want to flip it around <laughs> what what hat are you wearing there chad i didn't i haven't taken any of the stickers off uh but it's the fisher cats have a they're the new hampshire uh chicken tenders at one point this season and Amazing. Next, year, next year they're doing like this uh, i guess like uh, New Hampshire, like Buffalo sauce chicken tender. That's why you get like the <laughs> sauce and the hotness, I guess. I so, love it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's very why, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so do you, are you a ball cap only guy? Cause I'm, I'm wondering because, uh, we had Hag and Danner on the show recently yeah. and Haggy D he, I, 
for lack of a better term, I call it a Mountie hat. That's the Canadian in me, but you know, it's like oh, the yeah. big, the big wide brim kind of mm-hmm. not a cowboy hat, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Do you, oh, yeah. do you hat outside of the ball cap? Uh, um, no, no, it's usually like I have, I have a, a rotation of like golf hats that I keep around. Um, but uh, baseball hat or a golf hat, something like that. Something, you know, a trucker hat with the mesh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, me too, I, me yeah, too, yeah. Nothing too stylish. <laughs> you let the hair do the talking. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're uh, we're going to go to listener questions here before we let you get out of here, Chad. But honestly, man, it's always a pleasure talking baseball with you, my friend. We're always rooting for you and, and appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat some ball with us. Gotcha. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So this first one is from Morgan and I thought it was a good one just because we've already talked your pops a bit here. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says with father's day coming up, Chad, what's the best father's day gift you think you've ever got your dad? Oh man. Well, I think this year is what um, being me and my uh, my brother who plays with Clearwater Phillies um, or Clearwater Threshers with the Phillies right now, uh, we we got him or we got some custom cleats um, that have to do with ALS and they're um, like about him. Got some uh, baby, it's like baby blue, Carolina bluish, and then everything else like the letters and everything are more of a dark blue to kind of pop out and. Um, we wore those on June, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig's day. And then, um, we're going to send them home. I think send like one each sign them and let him put them up in his office. And, um, the way he reacted when we send them a picture is I think these are the best ones for it. Amazing. I love that dude. That's Other than great. That, I don't know. Maybe like, uh, an iPhone charger or something. I don't know. He, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he likes, he likes having a lot of chargers. So yeah, well, you gotta have those, those devices yeah. ready to go. Yeah, right? Exactly. He, his phone, I don't think has ever gone under 90. I don't think <laughs> it's always on a charger. I love that. He's one of those guys. eh? just always oh, ready yeah. and charged. Oh yeah. All right. This next question is from Daniel. And he says, at what point, Chad, in your baseball career, did you stop watching Major League Baseball games regularly? I think I think I watch more MLB baseball than I used to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I think now that I'm like that, I've met a couple of the guys um, right heck, now having a couple of friends from college being in the show right now like um garrett crochet at the white Sox, or um you know ben joyce with the angels now like right you know, I got to play with those guys for a year each and um so i think it's really cool getting to see those guys and then the guys that i've met through the blue jays just you know um the big league guys getting to watch yeah. them plays is is cooler to me seeing them as like like that i've met them once or twice uh maybe not necessarily like know them but uh just like meeting them and then seeing it is cool i don't know i i get bored easily so if the game's going too slow i'll turn it off so i definitely (laughs) watch more now okay last question here this one is from foster he says with your current real life athletic skill set 
if the Blue Jays organization were to host an internal Olympics for players and staff, which two events would you submit your name for competing in and why? Uh, not anything that has to do with jumping um, because uh, one of my very good buddies, Connor Cook, is going to blow everybody in the org out of the water. It doesn't okay. matter. It does not matter which um, which jumping it is. He's going to destroy it. Is he the um, guy at the gym who's just like he's stacking boxes to do his jumps? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have, <laughs> every day after we pitch, we have to go in and do basically like a, a vert test, just see how our body's recovering and um, the numbers he puts up. You, you know, you don't even want to be in the room when he's jumping, yeah. and you damn sure can't jump after him. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I guess. I don't know, man. It's got to be a field because I'm not not that fast. But um, I'll do. I could maybe launch a javelin. I don't know. Maybe that's what I was gonna have, say. I'm like, yeah. what about a throwing event? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll do. We'll do discus and javelin. See if we can chuck the discus. Javelin. Yeah, something like that. Right on. Honestly, cheese, such a pleasure, my man. Uh, again, big congratulations on getting the call up to double A. This is just Thank the you. beginning. Uh, we're rooting for you and we'll bug you again soon. Have you back on. Of course. I'd love to. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening to the walk-off podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Oh! Thanks for listening.